ready? Let's do it. Okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Today, we are sitting down with Justin. I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name. Uh, Vinema. Vinema. Justin yeah. Vinema. Um, he owns a production and a media company in Kelowna and uh, is actually from, not maybe not from Vancouver, but you moved from Vancouver to Kelowna uh, to do media production uh, and stuff? Vancouver to Montreal to Kelowna. Oh, yeah. you, was, you stopped off in Montreal. Yeah, eh? yeah, cool. yeah. I was there for about a year. Oh right, cool place. Nice, yeah. Montreal is a really cool place. What do you What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, it was great. I was um, I got to miss the bad parts of the winter, oh, which was nice. great. Yeah. Um, poutines are amazing, obviously. Yeah, uh, the best part was the people. People are so friendly, huh. so warm, kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty big contrast between Vancouver and Montreal, actually. Yeah, hey, yeah. cool, interesting. All right, we'll see. Well, let's just dive into it. Sure. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of where you grew up, how you started, and um, then we can talk about the media company that you own and the production company that you own. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Ontario, nice. uh, small town Ontario, East. And uh, yeah, I moved out to Vancouver after I graduated college. Yeah. Um, decided. Uh, that the city that I was living in was Windsor and it was actually the oh, okay, unemployment cool. capital of Canada. <sighs> wow. And when I graduated college for graphic design, I was like, shit, nice. there's no jobs here. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? My options were go to Toronto or go somewhere else. And yeah. I chose to go somewhere else. So uh, I came out to Vancouver, didn't know anyone, didn't have anything lined up. Right. But I was like determined to make it work. Sweet. So I, I had this idea in my head that I would work at a startup. I didn't even know what a startup was, but I yeah. wanted to work at one. Okay. So I said, okay, like I'm going to get in there no matter how hard it's going to take, mm. how hard it's going to be. And I ended up working at a place called Clearly Contacts. Right. Um, they had one of the biggest tech acquisitions in Canadian history a couple oh. years back, 435 million, something like that. Crazy. Holy um, shit. So I got in there, worked my way into the marketing department right? and uh, began my career in community management slash social media. Nice. So I was doing nothing with the creative side that I went to school yeah. for, but uh, at the same time, I was also dabbling a bit in wedding photography and yeah. did a few destination weddings. Um, and it wasn't until the last couple of years that I really got back into my creative roots. Okay. Um, I was the creative director at a marketing agency here in town for nice. about eight months. Oh, wicked. And uh, when I was there, we discovered just how vital video production yeah, was yeah. for the uh, for the ads that we were doing. Absolutely. So we would see, you know, we do a photo ad and that was great. But then if we did the same ad in video format, yeah. it was the, the costs were way lower. The retention was way higher. Mm -hmm. More people were clicking, more people were buying. And um, it was just really crazy to be able to see the direct impact of a video and measure it with metrics right. to say video is you know 10 times more likely to end in a sale yeah and then it's like okay well why is that well people connect with video more like, yeah it's the most effective way to communicate a message exactly and that just got me really interested and in saying like okay well if video is the most effective form of communication and advertising out yeah. there why are none of the brands in Kelowna using video yeah. like why is it so few and far between yeah um, that's so funny. I want to stop you real quick. Yeah. I had the same thought train when I came out of school because I came out of school for filmmaking and a lot of people were telling me like, oh, well, you're going to have to get a job in the film industry or you're going to have to get a job at like some, some film factory or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. like a production company to be able to make it work. And I just laughed and I was like, do you guys not understand that like video has been around for years and it's like the most effective way to do anything yeah. because that's what commercials are. That's what totally. the Super Bowl ads are. Like 100%. Except yeah. now we have this low barrier to entry, which is the social media side. Anyways, continue. I yeah. That's super smart, man. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we started seeing was like, you know, we it we would redo certain video assets. Like I'm mm -hmm. thinking of one in particular. There was this company that spent an ungodly amount of money to produce <laughs> a video. Oh, geez. But the video was produced with, you know, red cameras and drones. Yeah. And like all oh, the crazy, you know, the craziest equipment. shit. But the video was produced to be cinematic, yeah. which, which is good. That Absolutely. has its time and its place. It does. That did not translate well to business use of the video and, and you know, using it in advertisements. And yeah. So we just, you know, used our own video right. and stuff and just made, I wouldn't say shittier videos, but yeah. we made 
uh, more contextually aware videos. Yeah, you're of, playing to like the platform rather than exactly. just like the big screen. Yeah, and for Facebook ads specifically, uh, it, that's not you know where I focus my time. But right. for Facebook ads, you have to think like as a user scrolling through your Facebook. Mm-hmm. When do you stop on ads? Right. Most of us keep scrolling. We see more ads than we even realize. Yeah. Because we're just trained to scroll past them. Yeah. So a lot of people would make a really nice video but then people are just going to scroll past it because it smells like an ad it does you know when you see burger king on the tv yeah you know that fucking burger doesn't look yeah. like that right mute yeah, yeah exactly so you, you just you your your brain automatically ignores it 100 percent. so with facebook ads or instagram ads in specific they need to look like user generated content definitely something that was filmed on a smartphone or even like vertically on a yeah. mirrorless is going to perform better because it looks like it was natively designed for that right yeah 100 percent, man i know she's whining she's she just wants to hang out um yeah i think that's super 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 smart man and i'm really really excited um that you came from a marketing kind of background before you went into video production yeah because a lot of people don't they go into video production and then they have to learn marketing which is what i kind of had to do yeah and it's it's weird because when i went to school it was all about like how to make something look really nice yes the certain lenses the bouquet the lighting like the whole setup yeah um the the three thousand dollar red cameras like all this gear and then i went into the real world and i was like hey i can do these amazing videos for you and people were like Okay, cool. I have a hundred bucks. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that doesn't cover my cost at all. That's uh, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends that went through film school, and mm. a lot of them despise the fact that they went through film school because oh, they shit. they learned all these technical skills. Yeah, but they didn't learn how to speak to businesses or how right. to like implement those skills uh, in a way that can solve problems. Yeah. Um, when I went through for graphic design, it was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. We learned how to do some cool shit in Photoshop. Yeah. But we didn't learn how to speak to businesses about what their needs were and how to provide right. something that solved a business problem. Um, and they they don't all have to be business problems, but you have to understand as a creative, you provide something that is unique and that is valuable. Yeah. And you need to be able to speak the lingo to make mm. other people know and learn and understand yeah. why it's unique and valuable. Um, every business needs video. Every like, business. Every single business needs video. And I would say like 99% of them are not using video. Not yeah. Huge opportunity there. Absolutely. But you have to be able to speak to the business owners and educate them on why video is important. Exactly. On why when they use video as opposed to images in their Instagram, yeah. people are going to connect with it more. They're yeah. going to understand it more. They're not going to read through that, you know, three paragraph long caption that mm-hmm. you're putting there. Um, YouTube, for example is the second most visited and searched website on the planet. And it's yep. owned by Google. It is. So if you know that and your brand is not there, let's just say you're a plumber yeah. in town, right? When someone Googles Kelowna plumber, mm-hmm. there's a really good opportunity for the first couple videos to literally be named Kelowna plumber. Yeah. And that's your business. Exactly. And you're talking about, you know, you know, different things on your YouTube channel. It doesn't matter what it is, but you're yeah. keyword optimizing it. You're providing value. You're providing content and it doesn't need to be fancy, but mm-hmm. it will show up first. Yeah. Most businesses would kill for a website that shows up first. Absolutely. You can get a video that shows up first and it <laughs> yeah. literally takes you almost no time, no effort. Yeah. Um. So my, my goal with my production company is not just to make videos with brands and collaborate with them and make them assets, Mm -hmm. but I want to teach businesses and business owners how to make videos themselves, how to, you know, capitalize on the format Mm -hmm. in a way that provides value to the audience. Right. And, also doesn't look super shitty. Absolutely. Because like there needs to be some polish. Absolutely. And realistically, at the end of the day, you want to be able to expand the amount of clients you work with and like expand the amount of um, like high quality videos and actually conversion videos that work. Yes. But you're also going to want to help those clients as much as you can. So if you can give them access to doing this by themselves with a smartphone and like power director as like an editing software and just send them off that way, 100%. It works. Exactly. There was, um, so I remember there was this one client that I worked with. I was sitting in the collab, like, yeah, just like the co working space. And I was there, you know, on my laptop, just blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, doing uh, And there was two people having a conversation there. Yeah. And I was pretending not to listen, but I couldn't help it over here. Yeah. And uh, it was, <laughs> it was this really cool woman. She's a personal branding uh, woman here in town named cool. Jennifer. Oh, yeah. And she was speaking with someone saying, like, I really want to do video for my business, mm-hmm. but. I talked to, you know, so-and-so down the street 
and it's going to cost me like $4,000 just to make one video. Whoa. And I was like, oh, okay, I got to chime in. Yeah. I don't want to take business away from someone. No. But I was able to speak with her and I know what her goals are. And her right. goals were to make videos every day and put them on LinkedIn so she can connect with her target demographic. Right. And I said, look, you don't need fancy videos for that. Right. You need a decent lighting setup, a mm. lavalier mic, you know, a simple process on your phone. Yeah. And you can make these short form video content like in the moment. Exactly. So she was in, intrigued and she's like, well, do you know much about video? And I was like, I know a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. but I, I could come to your house and help you set up your little yeah. space, your studio. And that was my first video client. That's funny. Without That's awesome. me knowing video. Right. Because I didn't approach it from a video lens. Absolutely. I'm not trying to make, you know, she wasn't trying to make the most cinematic video. Yeah. She was just trying to communicate a message to her audience. Right. Video just happens to be the best way to do that. Yeah, and people get so confused about it, right? They they look at it as like, oh, I have to learn this whole other thing. No, 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 no. You don't need to spend $4,000 on one video. Right. You could spend $4,000 through the month maybe and yeah. get those videos done for you. Exactly, yeah. But like, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm starting to understand that too because when I first came out of school, I was doing videos for contracts. So it was a lot of like one-off, two-off videos, a lot of freelancing stuff. Yeah. But now um, working with the one big client we have, which is uh, Brent Fikowski and the Professor Project. Yeah. They do yeah. videos every month and they do videos like lots of videos every month. Yeah. And so they understand it. And that, those are the people that I like to work with because one, it means that we get to work with them regularly so I can help them more as we continue to do it. I can story tell for them and then I can also give them tips uh, when it comes to filming or even editing. Totally. And yeah. then on top of that, I know that they're going to do so good at the end of every single yes. month because they're so consistent with it. Yes. And that's really what it's coming down to now is because anybody can do this. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody yeah, can yeah, record yeah. themselves, but it's how consistent can you be and yeah. how much of that can you actually push out? 100%. And it, it's up to us as creatives mm -hmm. to to push that agenda. Yeah. Um, the fact that you're working with brands and like doing this, you know, this consistent content mm -hmm. that is also high quality. Yeah. Like, that is going to, he's going to reap the benefits yeah. from that for years to come. Yeah. Well, for, for an example, um, so six months ago, or they started in January really pushing it and they just hit 50,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. That's incredible. That's it, incredible. Man. It's, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. like, if you, if you have the budget, like let's say you have a marketing budget and you're thinking of, you know, throwing it in different avenues Yeah. for you to be able to throw that into video production and hire a team to come in and shoot some videos and mm -hmm. do it. On a, on a regular recurring basis, yeah. um, that that content will connect with your target audience so well and it can be SEO optimized. Yeah. Like there's so many different avenues in which you can use that. Mm -hmm. You look at someone like Gary Vee, he does one interview and then he chops up that interview into 20 different pieces, right. makes it contextual to LinkedIn and Instagram and yeah. Facebook and TikTok, wherever yeah. else. Yeah. And he pushes it out there um, and it's super effective yeah. and it's not the most, it's not the best looking content, right. but he does have a team, you know, with, with cameras and audio equipment following him around exactly. because they're just trying to, they're just trying to get as much content as possible. 100%. So it's, it's showing up, it's being consistent. It's having a good message. It's having something to say. Um, but before we go on to the next topic, I just want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah go for it. So many people and brands and business owners and, you know, whoever, they think that what they're doing isn't interesting enough for YouTube or Instagram or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah. man, everyone has a unique perspective. Yeah. Everyone has a unique story. I think of um, really good friends of mine, Kevin and Victor over at QB Gelato. Yeah, they're awesome people. They are 2% of the gelato, gel gelateries, Gel gelato, gelato, what? Yeah, gelato makers Gel yeah. <laughs> in the world. Gelato pr producers. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That make every single thing from scratch the base the ingredients mm -hmm. they moved here from vancouver right. to have access to local okanagan ingredients awesome and their story is so unique and everything they're doing is so unique mm -hmm. but you don't know that right because right. they're not sharing it as much as they could right uh and they're, they're starting to ramp that up but every business every manager every person has a story yeah. and it might not connect with everyone, mm -hmm. but you have a global audience, right? Exactly. So like everyone should have a podcast. Everyone yeah. should have a YouTube channel. Oh, for sure. Well, like it's, it's incredible. So like I've been, the one thing that I struggle with as a lot as a, as a creative is, and I've always struggled with it, but it's, um, it's not being self-conscious so much as feeling like 
an imposter. Like I yes, feel like I'm too. Syndrome. Yeah, I feel like I'm too ahead of the game. I feel like because I'm so young too. Like I I'm doing all these things that are right, and I know yeah. intuitively they're right. Yeah. But when you talk to somebody who doesn't have the same ideas and doesn't work with marketing and video, it's like, well, really, like how many people are gonna watch that? Well, it's better than zero that it's are watching. It's better than it zero. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. literally better than zero. But then all they see is all this work they have to do, or all yeah. the all the money they have to throw towards it. But I, I'm I'm like, no, no, no. Like you just, all you need to do, and I've seen it work with like Danny Gets Fit and Morgan Losing and yeah. some of my friends who are influencers now and have like 168 plus followers on Instagram and yeah. YouTube and all this fun stuff. They've just recorded themselves and done as much content as they can. And they're like, all right, this is it. We're it's, just going to be authentic and honest. It's literally putting one foot in front of the other. Oh, so much. And, and just doing it. Just doing, doing the work. It. Yeah. Just doing the work. And I mean, like, Love or hate Gary Vee. I have a love-hate relationship. I For think sure. he uh, pushes the hustle porn a little bit too much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his thing is you have to do the work yeah. and show up every day and do the work and fucking crush it. Yeah. And then you will reap the results. Exactly. And I think a lot of people look for that shortcut, right? Oh, and I'm guilty of this. I think too. everyone is. Me too. Um, you want to look for the the path of, the path of least resistance. Uh, yeah, 100%. Right? But- all of these YouTubers, you look at, um, what's his name? M M B K H D. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Like, I think it's M B K H D. M B K H D. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You go back Damn. to his first videos. Yeah. He was just a kid yeah. with a <laughs> shitty laptop exactly. with Windows 7. I yeah. remember he made a video. He's like, now I have Windows 7, so I'll be able to edit videos even yeah, faster and get them out. Funny. They were terrible. Oh, man. But look at his stuff now. He edits in 8, 8K. Like, yeah. he has a whole team. He's been able to build all this. Yeah. Not because he went into it with perfection in mind out of the gate. He just went into it talking about something he's passionate about, mm -hmm. and he was consistent. Yeah. It's not rocket science. It's not. I really want to touch on the perfectionistic side of it, because uh, I read your article on Medium about being perfectionistic and why it doesn't actually need it to have a place in, yeah. in video production. Yeah. Um, and I really want to get your thoughts on it. What 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 are your thoughts on yeah, so being let's, a perfectionist? Let's, let's chat about that a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, this cool. is a topic that um, I always kind of struggle with. I had a really good manager one time, I, yeah. I Unbounce, uh, and he was a really good mentor of mine. Awesome. And he saw this in me that I would try to tweak and perfect things so much mm -hmm because I was so proud of the quality I was putting out there. Right. And there was no denial that every every presentation or every video, whatever I was doing, there was a high level of polish and quality. Definitely. Um, you produce amazing videos, man. Thanks, dude. But but sometimes that perfectionism stops you from delivering. 100%. And it, it stalls client work and it stalls delivery of things. And yeah. perfection is the enemy of done. Like, <laughs> I love that quote so much. And there were so Good. many times where... I would sacrifice doing something just because it couldn't be perfect. Yeah. And when you do that, you're robbing people of being able to experience anything. Yeah. So I, I went on my Instagram and I asked a bunch of people, did a poll, like, mm -hmm. does anyone else out there struggle with this? Right. Um, and I was amazed at how many responses I got back, not just from creatives, but from just, you know, people that have work in an office or, yeah. you know, are not in a creative field. Uh, that, fear of making something that won't be accepted by the tribe yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, maybe you becoming an outcast because nobody yeah. likes it. Like, yeah. we don't live in a tribal society. Like, mm -hmm. even still, if you put something out there and all of your friends hate it, yeah, there's going to be a group of people on the internet somewhere that love it. And like our diehard fans. Diehard fans. It's of it. insane. So a lot of people want to, you know, water their message down yeah. and like create content that is evergreen, that everyone's going to like. All the time. But when you do that, you're, think of it like uh, the difference between a, a pop song on the radio yeah. and like mm -hmm. a Rolling Stones album, right? Exactly. Or like a pop song on the radio or like a really good, you know, rap song or something right yeah, like a lot of the it's the difference between appeasing everyone and it being kind of good but yeah. you know most people know it's shitty yeah and going hard and deep on one area and getting your hardcore like followers right who want to see you succeed and yeah. want you to do well exactly yeah. uh, man that's like that that's everything yeah. <laughs> okay we're back rolling all right back to sinking it um okay so yeah that whole idea of perfectionism and just like never feeling like it's going to be good enough, but always knowing that people are going to mess with it. And some people are really, really going to like it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's so key. So let's talk a little bit about, um, 
what your like what your media company and production company kind of focuses on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to just hear a little bit about it, how it kind of got created, sure. and um, yeah, if you're doing it by yourself, sole proprietorship, or if you have a little team, all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love because again, it's like giving the behind the scenes to the, the behind the scenes. Yeah, who want to start doing this but just don't know where to start or don't know how. Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, is a it, it kind of started on accident, if I'm being totally, uh, totally honest. Um, I, so when we were doing Facebook advertising at the marketing agency that I was working at, one of our clients was a guy named Marcus and Marcus is in town, Marcus, uh, ride out. And oh, I know him. Yeah. 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 So he was a client of ours and we were running Facebook ads yeah. for the video the warrior warriors course. Yeah. And, um, I remember getting access to, uh, this Facebook group with all of his students in it. Right. These are people that have already paid. Right. And they were going, they were creatives. And they, yeah. I would say they, they fit the starving creative. Yeah. Starving artists. Group. Yeah. The, the starving artist, uh, you know, mentality. And I was watching them go from saying like, you know, commenting and saying, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if brands need video yeah. to them three weeks later saying, I just signed a deal for four thousand dollars with a with a business yeah. to produce a video, yeah. and I was watching them have you know five thousand dollar months, ten thousand dollar months. Yeah. They were they were building their life around video production for businesses, right? And with my with my marketing background, I was thinking like that makes perfect sense. Yeah, brands need videos. Yeah, I I just thought I don't know. I just thought that like businesses knew that, and I thought that they no. just like. I don't. I, I didn't know what the holdup was. Yeah. So when I was seeing these other people working with these businesses and making decent money from it, um, I I got kind of interested. I was like, For sure. Okay, th- there, <laughs> there's something here. Yeah. I don't know how to do video. Right. But I know that video is effective because I've seen the metrics on it. Yeah. And I know that brands aren't utilizing it, and they should be. It's dumb for them not to be. Yeah. Um. But the kicker for me, the final thing that pushed me into this was seeing these videographers and these video technicians talk about how impactful it was for the business, yeah. how they were able to put a video in place and save that business time or mm-hmm. make that business money. Yeah. So they were able to find this perfect trifecta of being creative, mm-hmm. you know, being your own boss, yeah. uh, getting, you know, getting paid decently for it. Yeah while also helping people be more successful yeah, themselves. Getting results. Getting results. Yeah. So you're getting paid well to be creative and helping other people in their business and their lives. Right. So I was like, fuck, that sounds yeah. really cool. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. So like I said, I knew no, literally nothing about video. Right. My thing with this was marketing and business. So I, I Bought a Sony A7 III. Nice. And uh, it's not about the gear. I'll, I'll say it that much, but I yeah. bought a Sony, bought some lenses. Yeah. And uh, linked up with a local business, uh, Start Fresh Kitchen. Oh, okay, sweet. And uh, yeah, Michael's a good friend of mine. And I was like, nice. all right, man, let me see if I can create a video. Because yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I need to try. I need to try. So um, I, I made a video pro bono just for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for his vegan catering product. Nice. And... I don't want to toot my own horn. Yeah, do it anyways. But the video turned out really fucking well. Yeah, it did. And I showed it to a couple of friends of mine who've been doing video for a long time. And they yeah. were like, who did this? Yeah, that that's a good feeling. And they were like, you don't do video. Yeah. I'm like, I guess I do now. I yeah. <laughs> so I learned I learned video in order to help brands and businesses better. Exactly. It wasn't because I wanted to do video from the get-go. I right. think it's fun. I think it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, but I learned it because that's the tool, the most effective tool. Yeah. Uh, and now I decided to go into a full time. Awesome. I'm a sole proprietor. Nice. Uh, I've worked, I've um, contracted out some work to other people as well. Smart. Um, I plan on being sole prop for as long as I can. Yeah. Uh, you like, you kind of have that owner operator mentality. I like that. Yeah. yeah you got I that like order. that. And I like being around. able to bring other people in that specialize in a certain area. Yeah. Me too. And utilize them when necessary 100%. and help them out. Yeah. But, I want to be sole prop for as long as I can. Mm. I, uh, yeah, the video side, um, I've been working with brands and businesses and it's funny, like you go to networking events to meet these people. Yeah. I'm not going to creative meetups to right. meet these people. No. <laughs> and when I talk to my creative friends in town and in Vancouver, they're yeah. like, I don't understand. Where are you finding clients? Well, where do business leaders hang out? Where yeah. do business owners hang out? Yeah. Not at the camera meetups. No. Right? Like you got to go outside of your comfort zone. Definitely. Um, so that's been a really big learning experience for me. 
Um, and now on the back end, it's going so well. Uh, like, I don't want to say like it's going perfect. No, it never is. But it's going so well that I was just able to get my own office today. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can go there and, you know, do my deep work. And like, right. it's, it, this has all happened over the course of four months. Wicked. That's awesome, man. That's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's really good to hear. So if someone with literally zero video skills yeah. can get into this and provide business value, someone who's really good at video mm -hmm. can just learn those skills, the marketing and like the, yeah. you know, the, the, the business side and then utilize those video skills in a more effective way. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, and I think like that's the big, I think honestly not starting, <clears throat> let me try that again. I think you not coming from the grassroots of being a videographer or being like a film guy or, or like a very, very strict like photography or film dude yeah. has helped you so much because it just made you learn a lot quicker. And then you're not, you're not like caught up in these nuances. Cause like yeah. when I came out of film school, man, there were so many things I had to get my head around that were just like not what I was taught at all. Yeah. And, and then to even just like go out and yeah, do free work, make sure that people actually liked what I was trying to sell them yeah. and all this fun stuff makes a huge difference. And man, it's just the creative industry is so different from the business like mindset yes. that you have to have yeah. to be able to sell that it's so rare for somebody who's creative as you yeah. but is able to actually network and talk to people because i think that's like the bane of almost being a creative is you're not able to storytell yourself 100 percent. you can mm -hmm. storytell anyone else yeah when it comes to telling your own story right it's uh, it's this big challenge it's yeah like, how, how do i encapsulate everything i do into a sentence yeah. i've been doing this for 10 years mm -hmm. or like however long and like i've worked with all these people but like where do i start and it's yeah like, yeah you start if i <laughs> like if i were to it, it, i'm gonna go kind of off the deep end here but if do i were it. to talk to someone who's interested in becoming a videographer or having a video production company right I would advise them to go to business school over going to video school. 100%. And, and over going to film school because, you know, all the video stuff that I learned, I learned from YouTube. Yeah. You know, Casey Neistat. Or, oh, yeah. Or Matty Hippoa or yeah. McGinner, <laughs> Potato Jet, any of those other guys, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to learn the technical elements of how to, to film and produce, like, that content is out there. Yeah. And because those people are creatives, they want to share it. Right? Yeah. So there's unlimited information about how to do that stuff right but as far as like how to talk to business owners and how to run a business how yeah. to do that stuff that's the hard stuff that that's is. the most difficult stuff yeah and you can be the best videographer in the world but mm -hmm. if you suck at business not only will you not be able to help other business owners but you will not be able to run your own business yeah right like a, a profit loss statement or any of that other stuff that's boring right it is so necessary mm -hmm. to build a foundation and build a career for yourself right um yeah so what i really like about the video warrior course is that marcus teaches people how to sell their videos and right. to how how to look at your videos as a as a investment yeah. And that's awesome. How to position that. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny. I, I don't mind sharing this. I'm sure Marcus doesn't as well. But I went to Marcus mm -hmm. and I asked for a discount on his course. Nice. For those that don't know, it's a $4,000 USD. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. Um, and I went to him and I was like, look, dude, I just can't afford that. But I know there's value there because I've seen it. Right. And uh, the reason that I signed up for the course at full price yeah. was because he came back. And he did his sales voodoo on me. Yeah. And he said, well, if you have the knowledge in this course and you're a part of it, couldn't you sell a $4,000 video? Yeah. It's like, shit. <laughs> what do I say to that? Like, yeah. yeah, but he's like, but you could sell more than one, right? You could sell yeah. what if What if you sold two? What if you yeah, sold yeah, 10? Yeah. What if you sold 20? And he's like, if I give you a discount, like, you're not gonna you're not gonna appreciate it as much. You're not gonna put in the work as much. Yeah. But if you know that your ass is on the line and you're mm -hmm. gonna pay off that credit card, yeah, you're gonna show up. You're gonna do Got the that work. that fire underneath you. And man, did it ever did it ever do that? I started like networking right away to try to make that money back. Right. I was able to make that money back in a week. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Which, which was great. Yeah. But um, and here's another important thing I want to share. Like, luckily. I'm decent enough at video that I can I can do what I say right. I'm gonna do. But my first two weeks of networking, mm -hmm. I was signing contracts and signing deals with people that had never seen my video work. Yeah. So they're signing deals for you know two three thousand mm dollars, -hmm. 
and they don't even know if I can do it. Yeah. That's how good I could be at selling it. Right. Now, luckily, I can back that up and I can definitely actually provide them something valuable. But if you if you think about it, me compared to someone who's been doing video for five years, right. they can't get anyone to pay them for some reason. Yeah. Versus me who's never done video and I'm able to, able to make four thousand dollars when they've never seen any video that I've done. Yeah. There's a disconnect there. Huge. Right. So if you can do video, if you're interested in it, like learn that side of it. Yeah. And you can do all the video you want. You can shoot all the music videos or yeah, you know, whatever it is that you want. Definitely. But you got to learn that other side of it. Man, it's so true. It's all about networking because like your network is your net worth. And if you totally. just do not know how to do it, that sucks. But like that's when you have to figure out big thing. One, bring somebody else on. Yeah. Work with them. Yeah. Hire yeah. them on. Hire them on commission. It doesn't have to be like a set salary or a set wage per month or per hour see if somebody uh will actually do it for a commission or whatever because totally. a lot of people will do it they'll just give you it's like a referral fee right like hey if you if you give me this warm lead and we get it sold i'll give you like 20 percent, 25 percent of whatever we make totally that's easy money for them and yeah. that's the way it's it's really like smart to grow because then you get access to all these people's networks and yep. then you get access to all the people who are going to need help and even if you sell one contract at like like you said, four grand, 25% of four grand is not that much. And yeah. like the, like, uh, whatever, 75% or 85% of that four grand is a lot more that you're going to be getting into totally way better than zero. Yes. Yes. And like, that's one thing I, I want to really, really stress. Like if, if whoever's listening to this mm -hmm. only gets one thing out of this, it's that Sales is not as skeezy as you think it is. A lot yeah. of people think sales, they think like a, a used car salesman who's yeah. trying to like con you into buying something you don't want. Yeah. And that is not who you need to be. Mm -hmm. What sales is, is you being able to convince another human being yeah. of, of something that you provide value. Exactly. So if you know that your videos are good yeah. and are valuable, <laughs> sales is just you learning how to communicate that to other human beings yeah. so that they buy more of it. Exactly. It's not convincing someone to buy something they don't need. Right. I would not walk into a business and be like, hey, you need video if yeah. they didn't, if I didn't think they would benefit from it. Right. And there's been some cases where businesses come to me and they're like, well, like, I don't know, here's where we are. And I'm like, I think there's other areas that you could invest in to grow your business right now. Right. Video could be good down the line, but mm -hmm. like it's you know, unnecessary. It's right unnecessary now. right yeah. now. I've had a couple people. I've had a couple companies who uh, one gentleman um, in particular. I shot this video for him, uh, completely unrelated to his business. Um, and then afterwards, we were talking, just getting to know each other because it was like a really last minute thing. Yeah. Um, and he's, I was like, oh, so what do you do for your business? Like, what do you do for to make money? And he's like, well, I sell fences in Alberta and that's it. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. And then yeah. I told him about what I did. He's like, yeah, I would never need that because I only sell to the private sector. I don't want to, exactly. for people to know who I am. I don't want people to know about my business unless they can afford me. And I'm exactly. like, all right, you don't need video. Yeah. And I just yeah. dropped it. I just talked. There, there's a lot of instances like that. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if, if creatives can get over the, the, the sales piece and get yeah. over the, you know, understanding your value and then charging yeah. for it, um, and being able to charge for it because you know how business works in some capacity. Definitely. Like your business will do better because of that. 100%. Um, and then you don't have to be a starving artist. Yeah. And then you can help more people out in the long run too. Totally. And look, I get it. If you're, if the thing that motivates you and drives you is not making videos for businesses. Yeah. I totally understand you. Yeah. But just like this dude selling fences in Alberta. Yeah. I bet he is not like... He doesn't wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I'm going to sell more fences. Today. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that makes him money so that he yeah. can do other creative endeavors. That yeah. He can do other things. Exactly. So you can, you know, if, if your goal is to create a music video production company. Right. And you know that maybe they don't pay that much or, you know, the clientele is few and far between. Yeah. You do one or two videos for a business in a month. Right. Then you have a solid base to go work on whatever music video you want to make. Yeah, exactly. Right? You can make short films. You can make anything. Make a YouTube channel. Yeah. But the thing that pays your bills doesn't necessarily need to be the thing that like, you know, your, your is your bread and butter. Yeah. 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 hundred yeah. percent. I, I think that's so smart. Cause, um, really what I've been, 
the, the big transition that we've had throughout the business because I started as a sole or no actually I started as a partnership yeah. um, partner and I didn't see eye to eye he honestly just wasn't willing to put in as, as much work as I was yeah, yeah. and I really took it on my shoulders like I, I was like this is I'm either going to fail and like drown in front of everybody and be super embarrassed and everyone's going to basically say like oh yeah I was right I knew you weren't going to be able to make it or I'm just going to go full force and like prove to everybody that I can make it, but also yeah. prove to myself that I can do it. And so I went down that road, did sole proprietorship for a really long time, yeah. sold lots of contracts and worked with a lot of people just to help them out. And at this point now, I'm like, man, like I'm getting really, really just drained of working with clients all the time and doing so much freelance stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. enjoy it, but it's it's so much more taxing than having a client that you don't have to sign every month because yes. they're regular. and the, they, the regular recurring income coming in. Exactly. So yeah. now I'm like, well, I'm going to start a podcast and that podcast is something that I enjoy. I love this. I love yep. sitting down, talking to people and getting to know you and getting to like understand your mindset. And then I'm just going to sell video on, on the back end so that I can sustain this lifestyle. Yes. And then if it works out where the podcast is doing well or whatever, then I can even build more uh, monetary stuff into it eventually with totally. sponsors or brand, yeah. all that fun stuff that you yeah. see YouTubers and all these influencers doing. And then I can still have access to like leverage that to work with bigger video clients if I choose to go down that road. And I think it's smart, man. I, I think, you know, growing up with, with our parents, you know, having having one job, one stable job with right. a pension and all that other stuff. Yeah. Like, those days are long gone. They are. And I really believe that people need to diversify themselves and diversify mm -hmm. their opportunities. 100%. Because we live in a world where there is no shortage of opportunities. Yeah. Our th I think the biggest thing is like we don't know where to plant those seeds or like, you know, what to do. Yeah, which opportunity to hit first. Right, but like by you doing this podcast, you're planting a seed that might grow into something. Yeah. If it doesn't grow into anything, it's still cool because you get to do something you like. Yeah. But if you wanted to plant a seed, like I, I'm just going to give some examples here. Yeah, shoot. Let's say you're a photographer mm -hmm. and you do portraits. Okay, your main bread, bread and butter is doing portraits. Right. You could host a class on weekends, how to shoot portraits. Yep. Right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just blow some minds here. Um, I know someone who just did a video course Yeah, where it was an eight hour course or six hour course. I don't know. Uh, she had six people show up, yep. charged $600 per person. And it was teaching women how to do video yep. for their, you know, YouTube or their Instagram, whatever. So just do the quick math in your head there. 3,600 for one day's worth of work. That's right. Good. That's a good paycheck. And she didn't have to make any video. Right. She's teaching other people how to do it. Absolutely. Um, so I'm not saying she needs to do that full time, but that's a, that's a seed that she's planted and yeah. watering. Man, you do that once a week, twice a month. Yeah. You're set. And then you're set. Yeah. So the thing is, that was not her bread and butter. Her bread and butter was doing video. Yeah. But now she's doing this other thing and she's like, oh, wait, like there's this thing here too. Yeah. That takes less time less effort and is more money. Mm -hmm. Well, what if I start doing these other things? Like, yeah. but if you, if you never try to do these things and you never think outside of like the little box of just doing video, right. Then, you know, you're, you're, you're limiting yourself. But if you, if you think outside the box and think of like using my skill set, using everything that I've learned so far, yeah. how can I maximize this and maximize the impact? Yeah. Um, when I was living in Vancouver, I was I was working in digital marketing right. uh, for brands like Unbounce and Indochino and Clearly. Mm -hmm. And randomly, out of the blue, this education uh, place called BrainStation reached out. Oh, wow. And they were like, would you be interested in uh, co-hosting one of our digital marketing classes? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, why not? whatever. I don't think I'm qualified to teach, but yeah. sure. So I, I went and then the main guy that was doing it like quit. Yeah. And they asked do you want to be the lead educator for digital marketing nice. and teach all these people about digital yeah. marketing over the next two years? Yeah. And it was like one day a week, every Monday. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> I it. was not qualified. Right. I didn't yeah. think I was qualified, but if I wouldn't have said yes, if I didn't show up and push myself yeah. beyond the boundaries of like what I thought normal was like a nine to five job, right. then I wouldn't have been able to basically double my income yeah. like by working one extra day a month. Right. Isn't that right? insane? So you have to really think outside of the, uh, outside of the box of like yeah. what is normal and what other people are doing and right. find other avenues of like, yeah. what else is there that yeah. is untapped?
Yeah. Yeah. And like what do people want from you too, right? Like it's a lot about listening. Yeah. I think that the yes. biggest thing with like changing over uh, our company from a sole proprietorship and just a production company to now a media company um, and like a collective group of people yeah. is that the biggest question I get is how to start a podcast, how to start filmmaking, yeah. how to start using video and how to start using photo and all that fun stuff for yeah. like for businesses, but also just like uh, the creative meetups that we go yeah. to and stuff like that. Lots of people will come up to me and they're like yo i know you're doing this full time how the fuck do you do it yeah. and i'm just looking at them like uh some days i do it and some days i'm like oh, what the fuck am i doing some days i have no idea yeah but it's it's just the fact that you are actually in the trenches doing yeah. it and these people are like i want to know before i jump full force and i'm the opposite i would rather go full force go head first into it and then come out with like a concussion and being like, oh shit that's not a good idea i shouldn't have done that but at least i know totally. for next time yeah and that's just my personality yeah and, and i think that's that's that sets you apart i think like mm -hmm. That is a personality trait that I think a lot of people don't have. Yeah, but I, I do think I agree. it can be learned. For sure. Right? For because sure. Because once you do something that's a little outside the ordinary, let's say you plant a seed. Yeah. And then it sprouts into something. You're exactly. like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Well, how many other seeds can I plant? Yeah. And how, what can I do to actually like help these things grow? And yeah. then like, yeah. like people throw around the word value all the time but it's so different compared to who you're talking to at that time like yes. a value for a business is having a video that can sell for them 24 7 that you yeah. do not need to pay for after that initial investment yeah. Yeah. that's that's a good value that's a great investment but yeah. talking to a creative they maybe they don't really know how to like monetize themselves yeah. or they don't have a product or they don't have like a hard sale product so they just need that they need that mindset or they need that like reassurance or they just need to know how to whether 24 frames is better than 60 frames to yeah, shoot yeah, in and yeah. it's like all this fun stuff so it's like you just have to be paying attention to who you're talking to yeah and then asking like am I giving the right value to these people? Because if I was trying to sell creatives, yeah. like I've, I, we, we, there's been other groups and we've gone, and I've told the story before on the podcast, but I'll never forget it. We've gone to creative meetups and creatives have tried to sold me on like photos or videos and I laugh and I'm like, First off, you're t no, stop right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. This is not the right, you're not talking to the right person for this because yeah. I will, I, I, I'm not very good. Like people can't sell to me very well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it takes, a, it takes, because I've just been working in sales and I, I know when someone is, is trying to do that. You know the shtick. Oh man, 100%. And I know like, the the upsell like the the uh the retail arbitrage of whatever you're trying to sell me is way higher if i was just to do it myself yeah. and i was to set it up on a tripod yeah. so it's like you got to know who you're talking to and like, yeah you have to know the value that that you're providing and the value they're yeah. gonna get from it and that like yeah it's exactly we've had we had uh, one of our other guests on alex uh Liedom. he works for a marijuana company in the states and he does all their uh uh headshots and their uh portrait shots and then he does their product photography he's a really cool guy he came from virginia actually where it was super illegal he actually had a felony um for selling in virginia that's how Crazy. illegal it was came out to la and now this is his full-time job and he's traveling he's loving it um really awesome guy anyways the one thing i learned from him is um we were talking about the whole trying to add value or uh, reach out to certain brands or whatever and the one thing he said that I really agreed with he's like well you got to make sure that you're talking to the right people like when you go to DM a photographer you don't you don't say hey can I come and shoot the exact same shots with yeah. you that are posing that are the same poses and you're doing all the work I'm just shooting I'm gonna help you carry your gear instead I know that to get from the parking lot to the shoot is like two kilometers and you have a lot of gear yeah I'm going to bring my camera but I'm gonna say can I help you carry gear can yeah, I help yeah, you do yeah, this yeah. Exactly. and like people just don't get that. And I've had people reach out to me and they're like, hey, can I come and just like shadow you in some of your shoots? And I say no, because one, I don't need an extra person to think about. And two, like, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I don't, if you're there and you're even talking while the shot's going off or like you have a phone and it goes off during the middle of an interview, yeah. I'm on the hook, not yeah. you. So we got to be careful with how it is. Yeah. Exactly, right? Oh man, you're you're hitting on so many good points here. The battery's not going to die, right? No, we're good. Okay, so... um. The, the value piece is is super important. And I'm going to just talk a couple reasons why. Go for it. Um, you have to learn as a creative, as a, as a business owner. Definitely. What the value is that you're providing to someone and then charge accordingly. Yeah. Now, I think as creatives, we sometimes get this like really honest streak in us. And like we say like, well, it doesn't take me much effort to take a photo and edit yeah. it. Like, and I enjoy doing it. So yeah. like maybe I just don't charge that much. Yeah. Fuck that. Okay? Yeah, 100%. Uh, if you look at, you know, almost any piece of software, 
Yeah. They they pay the workers to come in, the developers, the engineers, the team to make the software. Right. And it it costs a certain amount to make that software. But they will charge you different amounts based on the package of what you're using the software for, right? Right. Based based on like how many website visitors you need or how right. many this you need. Exactly. There is no physical difference. There's no one that's working behind the scenes to do extra work right. to make that more valuable. Right. They're just putting the number of like, if you need this, it's this price. If yep. you need this, it's this price. Yep. Like, and there's 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 no extra work involved. Yeah. Right? So when it comes to photography, uh, I've been a kind of hobby photographer for quite a while now. Right. And it wasn't until the last two years that I really started charging for it. Yeah. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I was working with a friend of mine and I, I did some headshots for him for our company blog. Nice. And I haven't told too many people this story. So Ooh, this I like little it. Little exclusive. Ooh, I like it. Uh, and he went and used those photos on Tinder. Oh, yeah. nice. And he came in the next day and he was like, oh my God. I've never had that many matches in my life. That's hilarious. And I was so like, good. what? Because so he's a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Very charismatic. Got his yeah. shit together. Like he's a lawyer. And uh, I was like, what? You weren't getting many matches on Tinder? Like you're way more handsome. Like, yeah. Hey, and what's going on here? So I looked at his Tinder and like, man, he had the worst photos possible. Right. And I was like, why did you choose these? He's like, I don't have anything better. Like I'm yeah. a guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know. He's like, I don't even know what to pick. Like, I don't know. This is just like, I was like, this doesn't look like you. This looks dumb. Yeah. You have double chin here. You can't even see your eyes here. Yeah. So I, my marketing brain was like, interesting. If you have that problem, mm-hmm. I wonder how many other people have that problem. Yeah. So I created a, a, a quick landing page. And yeah. This is another lesson here of throwing shit at the wall and just seeing what sticks. Yeah. I created just a simple landing page. Use Wix. Yeah. And I put it in Vancouver. Keyword optimized it to Tinder photographer Vancouver. Right. And I just tried to see what would happen. Yeah. And I started getting bookings almost immediately. Wow. And I was charging like, I don't know, like 250 bucks. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I'll come and shoot you. Yeah. And I'll never forget the first weekend. I had like, yeah, I had like four shoots and it was 250 bucks. And I was like, oh, wow. I just made like a decent amount of money for yeah. a day's work. But then I, I really stopped to think like, how much is this worth to people? Yeah. And then I started making packages. So now... It starts at 250. Right. No one books 250. No. Starts at 250. Just a just a kind of low barrier to entry. Yeah, low barrier to entry. And then the value comes out of the 450 package right. where you get, you know, 15 photos. Yeah. Now, mind you, 450 is still a low amount mm-hmm. for photos. Definitely. But then it goes up to 650. Mm-hmm. And then there's add-ons after that that go up to 850 and $1,000. Yeah. And what happens is most people book the 450 package. Yeah. And it's a it's about 60 minutes long. Right? Sweet. And they get 15 photos. Yeah. But if I'm doing eight of those in a weekend mm-hmm. and I go down to Vancouver and see my friends yeah. and I come back and all my bills are paid, yeah. you know, from doing Tinder photos, <laughs> yeah. then that's pretty fucking good. That's cool, man. So it's, it's a volume play because not Definitely. many people need the, you know, Tinder photos. Right. It's only a few people in between. So it like, it has to be, I, I book them all on the same, same weekend and then I do it that way. Yeah. The point that I'm trying to make with that is... Anyone who's a photographer can take these photos. Yeah. I'm not doing anything special. Right. Um, and anyone could have done this. Yeah. But they didn't. So when they hear it, they're like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. I should have done that. It's like, yes, you should have. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could have. You should have. Um, it required no no work or pre-planning to do this. And the cool thing is, like, once I started, I really started to understand, like, okay, what makes a good photo for Tinder? Right. What makes people swipe right? Absolutely. And I started digging into the psychology of it. And then I got like a panel of friends and I would show them the photos and be like, pick one photo that you would swipe right on and tell me why. Yeah. And then it started like, okay, people like lifestyle stuff that doesn't look like a photo shoot. Coffee in hand, looking right. away, smiling, looking confident. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what are we trying to portray? And now when I do Tinder shoots, like it's really like targeted. Yeah. I really understand what's going to work and what yeah. doesn't. And then I can charge accordingly exactly. and I can like up the prices. Um, That's awesome. But I'm not charging for the price of a photo. Right. I'm charging for the result of you being able to match with more people. Exactly. And eventually get a girlfriend, boyfriend, yeah. find marriage, find love. Right. Yeah. So you're not charging based on the photo. The photo mm-hmm. is the tool. The camera right. is the tool. 
you're charging based on the result. Absolutely. And I've so never smart. had someone say, oh, 650 for a couple photos. That's that's a lot. Yeah. No, because they're saying 650. That's all I got to pay to to get all match with people and yeah. like for forever be able to get more matches and like yeah. you know have a better chance at finding a marriage and yeah. kids like all that fun stuff yeah, yeah absolutely man and it's it comes down to the results it comes down to like what we said earlier who are you trying to talk to with your audience like what yes. do they actually need what do they want exactly yeah, yeah you don't want to go to uh you want to go to school uh and like a high school and, and try and be selling like um all these like cars and all these adult things that people don't need like right. um you go to a school you sell hoodies or you sell yeah. like <laughs> like you sell slime to some young kids like yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. what are they actually using like oh everybody jewels nowadays so just yeah. go sell jewel pods or whatever right like dude yes it, that that exact thing so i think especially for photographers i don't know what it's like specifically for video people but yeah a lot of people think like oh i'm a photographer like yeah i can shoot anything yeah it's like yeah yeah that's great that's great um but you're expecting the customer to piece together in their minds what you can do for them. Right. If you think of Lego. Yeah. If they just sold Lego as little like individual pieces. Right. You wouldn't be inspired to build that spaceship that you can build. Yeah. But because it comes with the instructions and because you can build it, okay. you know what you can do with Lego. I like that. Right. And then you can also do other crazy cool shit with Lego. Right. But if there wasn't those packages, Lego would not have taken off. True. Because people need to, they need to have a, at least a base understanding yeah. of what they can get. When it comes to photos, think of it like a blank canvas. Sure, you can take really nice photos. Yeah. But you don't go into an art store where there's just a blank canvas and be yeah. like, I'll get that. Yeah. Maybe paint something like this. No, yeah. you go in and you be inspired by what you see and then you buy it. Right. So if you're a photographer, think of the value that you provide and make it easy for people to buy it from you. Yeah. And then just show up and deliver it. Absolutely. Like, find your niches, find whatever it is and like just do it. Yeah. And it seems so simple talking to you with it and like just sitting down and being like, oh, this is all you have to do. And it is. It's simple, but it takes work to get to that it point. Does, yes. And then once you get to that point, you have to redefine all the time. And like yeah. you have to because I started in the fitness industry and that's how I got my that's how I got my legs up. And that's how I met all these people. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, $250 videos, no longer. Thing of the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. I cannot live off $250 videos. Yeah. And so I moved up all of a sudden. But now that cut out a lot of my clientele because they were so happy with the results that they got at 250 yeah. that going up to a thousand all of a sudden was like, whoa, that's like a big step. Yeah. But they also didn't, they weren't at that point. And I wasn't at that point where I was able to story tell like how much value they were going to get with exactly. those thousand yes. dollars. So it was on me at the end of the day, but that helped me get bigger cannabis companies like working with Doja or working with Hotel Zed and all these other places. It's like now all of a sudden, yeah, I was, I was getting a bunch of no's from these fitness people and stuff. That was, that was my main clientele and it was hurting. Cause I was like, man, how am I going to pay my bills? Yeah. But then having one or two people say yes to a thousand dollars, I was like, okay, well now I don't have to worry. Like yeah, yeah. I, it's so much easier to sit down, crank out these awesome videos for two, two clients than it is to sit down and do five videos for yeah. $200 and get the same price at the end of the day. Yes. It's so much more work, but it's also just so much more value I can give to people without having to like have so many things on your mind. Right. Yes. It it's, it's value. And yeah. I know this seems like you said, it seems simple, but yeah. think like, think if we were all back in the caveman days, right? Yeah. And there's a tribe of 20 people. Right. And what are the needs of those 20 people that need to eat? They need to sleep. They need to feel safe. Yeah. So let's say one person's a hunter. He's going to go out and get the food. That motherfucker's most valuable guy yeah. there because without him, other people will die. Right. Then there's a guy that's building shelter. Okay. He's really valuable because otherwise we'll freeze to death. Right. Um, and then there's a guy there painting. Mm -hmm. Okay. That guy's not as valuable right now right. because we need our needs met. We need yeah. to we need to be profitable. We need to eat. We need to have shelter. We need like yes. our needs met. Survival. So it's it's a it's a it's a matter of value. And I'm not saying that a painter doesn't provide value. Right. A painter provides value to the right person with the right needs. Exactly. Right. So let's say your thing is like taking photos of fridges. Yeah. Who knows, right? But if you become known as that thing, yeah, fridge then guy. when the fridge company needs a photo of their fridge, yeah. they're going to look for a fridge photographer. Yeah. They're not going to look for a photographer that can take pet photos and people photos and be like, yeah. oh, I don't know. What do you think? Can you photograph a fridge? Yeah. No, they're going to find the right person for the job. Right. Just like with a tool, <laughs> um, technically, you could use the bottom of a drill 
to hammer in a nail to the wall, (laughs) right? But you go and you buy the right tool for the job. You buy the hammer. hammer. Mm. So you need to make it super simple for people to understand the value that you provide. And the reality is like, I do video and it's totally different and I do this and it's totally different. Um, And it's not that I'm like afraid to tell people, but it's like, I don't know. It's it's just like a... It's because people are going to hate on you for it. Well, they're gonna there, there will, yeah they're, they're gonna find people, yeah. yeah there's gonna find a reason to just be like no this is stupid like yeah. why are you even doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. because they don't understand it and yeah. that's that's the hardest thing to get around is like not everyone's gonna understand what you're doing my my entire family still does not understand why I run a production company even though it drives me crazy sometimes yeah. and like why I don't just get like a regular normal paying job and stuff like this and i've told them all the reasons and they just like yeah okay but like you should just suck it up and i'm like no it's like no chance in hell it's like it's like i've sucked it up through all of school from (laughs) literally from after preschool to 12th grade i sucked it up i went to summer school like three four times i just did my dues and i knew that once i came out i was free and i did not have to listen to anybody else yeah and once i got to that point now in my own life i'm like listen like if you think i'm wrong you better come at me with facts you better come at me with real things because if not like i'm i'm not going to be rude about it but i'm going to tear you down or i'm just going to straight up tell you no like you're you're wrong because you don't know you don't know the life i'm living you don't know how i feel about these things and yeah it's crazy i i have a lot of friends that are back in vancouver yeah um that they they support me of definitely course, but they're also i at, at, at the end of the day they're like why don't you just get it like a really good yeah. job it's like man i've had a really good job yeah what 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 i like and what drives me is just different than what drives you exactly and like that's okay yeah if, if your thing is you want to work for someone else for the rest of your life like mm-hmm. to each their own i don't give a shit what you yeah, want to do absolutely um i support you whatever that is yeah but there is so much opportunity for people to go out on their own and do yeah. their own thing. And like the world needs so much more of that. Yeah. Um, Cause if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't have cool places like canoe. Right? Exactly. Like, we wouldn't have if, innovation. Exactly. If, if Dave didn't want to create like a really cool coffee spot, we yeah. wouldn't be able to go there. Like yeah. he would just be working a job somewhere else. Yeah. We need people that can, can deliver new concepts to the world. Definitely. Because we wouldn't have Uber. We definitely wouldn't have a fucking phone, right? Yeah. Like, who would have thought 20 years ago that we'd have a device in our hands that had connects to satellites all over the fucking world yeah. that can tell us any fact at any time and yeah. connect us with anyone? Like 20, year, 20 years ago, that was insane. Yeah. But it took one person just thinking a little differently yeah. and pushing the agenda. And like, we just need more of that. 100%. More of that. 100%. Awesome, Justin. So we got to wrap it up for this episode, but I I would love, like I said, I would love to have you on again. I think you could add so much value to the listeners, but I also just think that you're so passionate about what you talk about that it's like, it's very, very exciting to listen to you talk. Um, You should also just do your own morning show too. I'm going to just leave that on. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, so tell the people a little bit about where they can find you um, if they're looking to work with you or uh, clients looking to work with you. And then, um, yeah, any any end thoughts or any value that you would give to somebody who's who's about to start their own media company or video production or just like go off and do it for themselves for the very first time? Yeah, this is going to sound cheesy, but uh, I mean, it's, it, it, it's the Nike slogan. Yeah. It's just do it. Just yeah. fucking do it. One <laughs> foot in front of the other. No one knows what the fuck they're doing at first. Yeah. You learn as you go. Yeah. And even if you crash and burn, like you'll get up and yeah. dust yourself off. So just do it. Um, where you can find me, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. It's yep. all at Justin Vienema. Sweet. Uh, and you can go to brandstories.ca to learn more about the business. Awesome. Yeah. Who we're working with, and uh, if you need some Tinder photos, then yeah, TinderProject.ca. Hit your boy up. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast, Justin. Yeah, um, I want to have you on again and just talk more marketing and um, like value propositioning yeah, uh, to people because yeah. I think no one really talks about that very often, and it's it's a subject that uh, creatives but also businesses can really get behind it's too. A whole so subject in itself. Yeah, that's for sure. So we opened up a can of worms that I, I would love to talk to you for like three more hours, but uh, I got we got stuff to yeah. do. Yeah, 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 man. We making money. We making business opportunities. Um, But yeah, anyways, thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you listen to it on the podcast, if you did like it, make sure you hit that subscribe button and you also leave us a comment as to what the most value you got out of this podcast was or any of the episodes as well. We love hearing that feedback. We love hearing those comments. And yeah, new episodes coming next Friday as well. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Shane, and this has been the Uncommon Podcast. Dope.